So as I indicated before, uh, my, my district, I think, is very representative of, of Miami as a whole. Um, there's, as I said, real affluence in certain communities, real poverty in others. Um, demographically is fairly consistent with what you would see in Miami. Um, and I would say a couple of things. Obviously, um, you know, the, the one issue that binds Miami together is traffic. Uh, and any politician that tells you that they have the silver bullet to, salute, to solution to it is lying to you. Um, it's really a cultural change to transportation, I think. It's, a, it's, a, um, it's going to require so many more variables than just new roads and new highways. Um, people are worried about the cost of living, affordable housing, health care. Uh, they're worried about the quality of their children's education. Uh, and people come at these issues from, from, from different places, right? Uh, one of the things that I think is so encouraging about the process in Tallahassee is that on, on, on most issues, not all, but most issues, our goals are the same. Uh, you know, we all believe that every child, regardless of where you, where you live, should have a high-quality education, that it shouldn't be limited to children in certain zip codes. I think we can all agree to that. And if you can't, then you have no business serving in office. Um, now, the path to that great education, I think there are differences in opinion. And the metaphor that I oftentimes use is that if, if you and I are going to Hawaii, um, you know, you may fly through Dulles and I may fly through LAX, but we're still both going to Hawaii. And the question that is before us is trying to figure out where's the common ground, where are the issues that we can agree upon, and those issues that we don't agree upon, um, you know, how do we work together and, and, and what makes the most sense for each of our constituents. But I would say, and I don't know if it's an issue, but I think the one thing that really binds together a lot of my district, and I imagine it binds together a lot of voters, is really a frustration with the divisiveness of politics and, and how far we've fallen. Uh, it's okay to disagree. Um, it's not okay to, to have contempt for other people because they disagree with you on a position. It's, it's, it's unhealthy. And in spite of the fact that you are running in a partisan race, you are a Republican or you are a Democrat, I have found that everybody that I talk to, um, two things. Very few people fall fully in the line of a political agenda, of a party agenda. Very few people are 100% Republican or 100% Democrat. They may be more progressive on this issue, but more conservative on this issue, which to me says more and more people are in the middle. I think you're seeing that in terms of voter registration. A lot more people are saying, I don't want to align myself with either party. I want to be an independent. Um, and then beyond that, I think it speaks more to the culture. People are really sick of a lot of the, um, I think the toxicity of what you're seeing creep into politics. And, and again, I'm, I'm one person. Um, I'm at the very bottom of the totem pole in, in, in one state chamber. Uh, all I can do is try and be the best example um, that I can be for my colleagues and for my constituents and serve in a capacity that I, that I believe would make myself proud as a, as a constituent, that I would be proud of the service that I've, that I've, um, that I've presented. One, I would say in our chamber, in our body, and I'm not speaking for DC, I'm not speaking for the Florida Senate or any other state legislature, I have been remarkably encouraged by the camaraderie in our chamber across party lines. Uh, you can have a very uh, robust conversation about a piece of policy, and you can disagree um, strongly. But in our chamber, what I have seen is that the vast majority of people, not everybody, but the vast majority of people can separate politics from the person, and at the end of the day, truly believe that the other person uh, has the best interest of their constituents in mind. And what I think was so remarkable for, for me in my first year was, you know, you watch television, you hear the nastiness, you hear the divisiveness. And I can remember some of the very controversial issues that were brought before us and people, people arguing for hours upon hours on the floor of the house. 
and you know really passionate um, you know really passionate testimony and when it's all said and done and everybody votes and the issue is behind you people could go to there there's an area behind the the, the chamber sort of a lounge area and people would go in the back and they would talk about their family and they talk about their work and they talk about the next bill up and you know that the ability to acknowledge that somebody else can be both thoughtful well-intentioned and good-hearted but disagree with you on an issue is an important is an is an important um, thing to remember and you know I I have to hope I have to hope that we can get beyond uh, because I would say this the country's always been divided there have been moments in this in our country's history history where I got civil war uh, Vietnam you can look at many instances in the history of this country where we have been divided as a nation what concerns me so much now, I believe, is, uh, and Arthur Brooks at AEI talks about this, the contempt that's injected itself into this process. This idea that um, it's not only that I disagree with you, it's that you're seeking to harm me, you're seeking to do evil. Um, it's not healthy. And I fundamentally believe the only way you can change that, it's going to be evolutionary because it's, it's, it's already set in. It's, it's, it's perpetuated by social media, the news, the fact that, you know, we only watch what reinforces our own individual beliefs. The social media is curated in a way that we get to see what we already believe. Um, it's going to require people stepping outside of their comfort zones, thinking about issues differently. And it's honestly going to require, if you're truly an, a, a, a public servant, you're in a, you're, you're, you have the blessing of being in elective office, understand that your responsibility is to be a role model. It's not just the policies that you're bringing forward. It's are you, are you doing a good job of representing the principles and the morals that you believe are inherent in our democracy. And I would say right now, at all levels of government, there are people that absolutely not, do not meet that, 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 that standard. And I believe that that is perhaps the greatest cancer in, in, in our democracy.